0: 20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this all new episode of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm your host Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Appreciate you being here today. Whoo, we just got done finally. Finally, finally, hearing from Jeff Halfley, his introductory press conference, along with Matt LaFleur directly before that. Matt only talked for about, I wanna say like 12 minutes, so it wasn't like this super in-depth conversation with Matt or like where we got to ask a ton of questions, but got to pick his mind a little bit and then uh, a longer presser with Jeff Halfley. And I wanna start by saying this. Jeff Halfley cannot win anything on his first press conference first impressions great you always want to make a good first impression but how this jeff Halfley defense does in green bay and how he ultimately ends up as a coordinator and whether or not this will be a success will have nothing to do with how his introductory press conference went one way or the other he could have nailed it he could have bombed it remember matt's introductory press conference that didn't go great it was like it wasn't bad but it was just kind of like awkward you could tell he was extremely nervous he's a great coach. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean one way or the other. I'll also say this. One of the coaches that I was always super impressed by in the press conferences was Mo Drayton. I thought he was super engaging. I always am like, man, I would run through a wall for that dude. And his special teams sucked. (laughs) Like there's just no way about it. That was a, it was a terrible special teams and maybe it had nothing to do with Mo. Maybe it did. I have no idea. But. Just because he was good or bad in a press conference does not make or break what this defense is ultimately going to become. But like I said, first impressions are important, first impressions are fun, and I could not have been more impressed and excited about what this defense could potentially be with Jeff Hafley after listening to him at that press conference. There are so many directions I want to go in, but before I even go in some of the main takeaways from his presser... One thing that stood out to me is he had that head coach, you know, just sort of feel to him and just the presence. The presence is exactly the word I'm looking for. He, You can tell that this is somebody who has gotten in front of a group of press in the past as the head coach of a team and knows how to handle probably just about every single situation. You can tell he did a ton at Boston College, that he is well-versed, well-rounded, and that he knows how to handle a variety of situations. But just that presence in and of itself felt different than what I feel like we even got from a Joe Barry, than what we got even from like an Adam Stenovich. You get it with Rich Passaccia a little bit, that presence of like, all right, he knows how to control room, But there was even more of like, A well-rounded professionalism. Like there was just something about Halfley that really stood out from, like I said, he's just he's been there, he's done it, there's a presence. And I think that was one of the huge things that Matt LaFleur was able to achieve by hiring Jeff Halfley was getting somebody who had that basically that CEO experience, somebody that he can let go and work on his offensive side of the ball manage every aspect of the team, but let somebody take full control of the defense without having him, you know, having to micromanage everything. And it really felt like Jeff Haffley is going to come in and be the head coach of this defense, not just a part of Matt LaFleur's staff, but like the CEO of that side of the ball. And that was refreshing in and of itself, but it was definitely something that stood out. But I'll, ta- I'll start by really taking and going over my two biggest takeaways and the two things that I wanted to hear more than anything else in this presser, and that is exactly what I heard. The two things that I really wanted to hear was that it really wasn't necessarily, or I, I should put it this way, it, w- it had nothing to do with what scheme he wanted to play, that he was going to play press man, that he was going to blitz more or anything like that, that he was going to be a more aggressive. It had nothing to do with those things. That's not what I was necessarily looking for because every coach has a specific scheme that they want to run and that they think is going to win. And as Matt LaFleur so eloquently put in his press conference, when he was asked about, you know, what he was looking for in a defensive scheme, he basically said, listen, as an offensive mind, I believe, and I know I can poke holes in any sort of scheme that you put out there. So this has to be more than scheme. It has to be mentality. It has to be how you're putting the the players out on the field. It has to be more than that. And I agree wholeheartedly. That's why I didn't necessarily care as much of like, is he going to run a four, three? Is he going to, these are the, the two things that I wanted to hear the first one was the big one. It's that he wanted to set up his own players to be in positions to be successful. That might sound like nothing. That might sound like, hey, like every coach is going to say something similar. We've got to put our players in positions to succeed, blah, blah, blah. But this was heartfelt and philosophical. And this was a huge theme of his overall conversation on the day was making sure that his players were in a position to succeed. He told a couple of great stories. Um, the, the one that I really took away from this was he's like, listen, if I have a great press man corner on the outside, let's use him as a great press man corner on the outside. Let's figure out ways that we can have him play that style and let him win that way. He's like, if I've got a Richard Sherman and a cover three guy on the other side, all right, let's get him, you know, in in that situation off the ball, more eyes to the quarterback and allow him to make plays on the ball. Like, how can I set up a defense where You know, I basically might have players that have differing skill sets, but I can find a way to make most of, you know, either of them successful, despite them playing a different brand of football. And this is one of the things that I went over in great detail when I went over things that I was looking for in this new head coach. It's, I I don't want, or sorry, a new defensive coordinator. I don't want a defensive coordinator to have to go to the GM with his little checklist and be like, all right, here's my shopping list. Of needs, like only get a edge player that is six four and two hundred and eighty pounds and can set a strong edge, and I need a safety that's gonna be six two, two, you know, two fifteen, and I need a press man corner specifically. No, it would have nothing to do with that. And instead, it was like, hey, go find me good players. And if you get me a cover three guy, if you get me a press man guy, if you get me this, if you get me that, I will find a way to put them in positions to be successful. Man, I cannot tell you how excited I was to hear that as like an overarching philosophy. He also had another story. Actually, I'll, let me talk about the safety first. And we'll talk about safety more in just a little bit. But he was asked specifically, like, do you need a specific blend of safety? Do you need somebody with a certain size? He's like, no. He's like, I've coached guys that have been 190 at safety. I've coached guys that have been 215. He's like, they've both been successful. I've, I've, I've found ways to make those sort of players successful, regardless of it. He's like, it, it matters a lot less than it used to. But he's he, he said flat out, I don't want, you know, a, a specific, like, you have to find me this type of player in this size and this shape. He's like, no, get me good football players. And I, Again, I cannot stress to you enough how exciting that that is to hear. Get him good football players, and he will find a way to put them in the positions to be successful, and this defense will work that way. The other story he told was a story of like, hey, you know, all the scheme stuff is great, but He's like, I could call the A1 picture perfect corner blitz or a blitz coming off the edge. That is the perfect play call for that situation. But he's like, if the guys don't go out and execute it and it doesn't work and they end up completing a big play. He's like, theoretically, I could go out and be like, yeah, we didn't execute that play the right way. But he's like, that's not what it comes down to. He's like, we have to teach those players. We have to put them in the positions where they can be successful. And it's all of us in this together. So just his overall philosophy on this and again, making sure that his players are comfortable with what's being called, how he's going to put them in you know, positions to be successful, how he can be flexible based on the players that are on the roster. This was just checking box after box after box of what I wanted to hear. The other thing, number two on my list was he mentioned, and we'll talk about this as well, how he likes playing press man. He likes playing single high safety. He likes blitzing. He likes coming after the quarterback. But he was also very clear of, hey, it depends on what the other offense is doing. He's like, we can't do the same thing over and over. And he's like, well, do you want to, you know, asked about, do you want to play more man? He's like, or sorry, do you want to play more, you know, base defense? And he's like, well, it depends. He's like, if they come out with two wide receivers, then yeah, we're probably going to play more base defense. And he's like, if they come out with more three wide and 11 personnel, we're probably going to play more nickel. And this is not earth shattering. This is not groundbreaking. This is a lot of stuff that Joe Barry did as well. But again, there was an overarching feel of this of like, it doesn't really matter what I specifically want to do. It matters what the opposing offense is doing, what they're good at, what they're bad at, what personnel they're putting out on the field, what my guys are good at, what they can do, how I can put them in positions to be successful. This was far less about 4-3 or we want to blitz heavy or we want to do this. It was more of like, hey, I need all the information and I need to make the best decisions based on what they're running, what they're going to do. And it's all about, and what we have as a staff and what our players can do. It's all about being multiple. It's all about being versatile. It's all about being flexible based upon what the other team is doing and what, what players you have at your disposal. And this is not to me this, well, how I felt Joe Barry's scheme was, was we're gonna run the same thing. We're going to make sure we don't get beat over the top. We're not going to do these crazy aggressive blitzes and you're going to have to go the length of the field. And it doesn't matter if Jair Alexander's out there or Corey Ballantyne or Carrington Valentine. doesn't matter if Rashawn Gary's out. doesn't matter if Kenny Clark is out. doesn't matter if we have this, that, or the other thing. doesn't matter if our corners are better at press man than they are at zone. We are going to run this style of system over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And with Jeff Halfley, it feels more like, you know what? We're gonna be flexible based on what's best for our team, and he seemed very open to ideas from his new coaching staff to his players. And he echoed Matt Lafleur to at and Matt Lafleur has, you know, said the same statement almost verbatim in the past. He's like, I want the best idea on how to get something done. I don't care if it comes from me. I don't care if it comes from one of my assistant coaches. I don't care if it comes from one of my players. I want the best idea, the right idea. And however we get to that, that's how we're gonna do it. And again, that is a breath of fresh air for for this defense and for this style of play that, again, I think this is gonna bring a totally different approach, a totally different nuance, a totally different defense. And again, I could not be more excited. And then the other thing that I was excited about as well, sort of in the same realm, is he talked about simplifying this defense for the players. And it's one thing and, and so many of these things, it's one thing to say it, you're going to have to go out and prove it. But what's great about this aspect of it is Matt LaFleur got this out of the interview with Jeff Halfley and believed that Halfley was going to put his players in positions to succeed and make it easy for them. But you go and listen to the Richard Shermans of the world and anyone that's played for Jeff Halfley, they have gone on record to say they made, he made the game easy for them. He made it so that it was easy to understand that he had everyone prepared perfectly. They knew what was going to happen and they could just go out and fly to the football. That's another thing that I was really hoping to hear in this presser and it's exactly what I heard. So like, like I said earlier, just checking the box of everything that I wanted to hear, all of the philosophical things that I believe in not just from like a defensive standpoint, but how you go about coaching the game, how you go about teaching the game, how you go about building a team and how you go about building like a a scheme. I am so far against like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do my style of system. And this is the way that it's going to be. He did make mention of like, Hey, we have our core philosophies and those core philosophies are not going to change. That's fine. And we'll get to those core philosophies in just a moment. But You can also tell that he has a huge understanding that you have to be flexible and versatile on what you're going to do on defense, dependent upon, again, what they're doing, what you're doing, what players you have. And that is what really, really makes me excited, especially about what he said in this press conference. All right, next. The other thing that's going through my mind as I'm sitting in this press conference, there's one thing that keeps echoing to me over and over and over and over again, and that's Mike Wall. Man, I don't know how many conversations that I've had with Mike Wall of how like, hey, it's great to have scheme stuff, but... You have to be teachers of exactly what you want these players to do, of exactly what you want these players to be. You need to be hands-on. You need to have an approach where you're going to be able to have them see your vision for what you want them to do. And this kind of goes back to that blitzing, uh, you know, the perfect blitz call. It's one thing if you can get on a sheet of paper and draw up the perfect blitz or, you know, draw up the perfect defense for what the opposing offense is running. That's great. But if your guys can't go out and execute it, it's all for nothing. And we've had these conversations with Mike in the past where sometimes not just in Green Bay, but uh, throughout the league, there feels to sometimes be this, you know, these coaches that want to come in and fix everything with scheme and make it so like, you know what, I don't even need my players to, you know, do specific things. I can just out X and O the coach on the other side of the field. That doesn't work for a variety of different reasons. One, because you need your players to have buy-in and understand what they're doing because otherwise you can draw up that perfect blitz and it's not going to work. Or eventually at some point, the dude across from you on the other side of the field is just going to have a better game plan than you. That's going to happen. And if it happens in the playoffs, you're just dead on arrival like you 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 know so you have to have the players that are bought into the system a system that works a flexible system but what i was really impressed by was the amount of coaching and teaching that jeff haffley talked about in this press conference and he talked about building relationships with players he talked about being open to feedback he talked about simplifying things for his players not having paralysis by analysis You know, all of these things resonate. And again, Mike Wall is just going through my mind this entire time. I'm like, man, that's what Mike would say. Or that's what me and Mike have talked about on a variety of different occasions. And for all of you who are like, man, Mike should be on the coaching staff or I love hearing all of these ideas that Mike had. A lot of the things that we talked about with Mike in the past, Jeff Halfley is regurgitating in this press conference in all the best ways. So that was another thing that was sort of going through my head as I was listening to Jeff Halfley speak. And then that brings us to sort of those core philosophies. There is going to be a difference here from Joe Barry to Jeff Hafley. There is an entire different philosophy and scheme and mentality and mentality is probably the keyword here of how this defense is going to play. If you are sick of the Joe Barry sitting back in zone and letting the other team dictate terms to you and you were just hoping that you weren't going to get beat and you could bend but don't break you are in for a treat because you could tell wholeheartedly that is not what this defense wants to be. That is not who Jeff Halfley wants to be. And they are going to bring a different level of aggression. I can't tell you how many times he said he wants his players playing with their hair on fire. He said, you know, when we play zone, the reason that you play zone is because if there's a play, there's three guys looking at it and they can hit that and and go to that ball at a million miles per hour. The speed at which he wants his players to play with it just, it felt different. It felt like it was like, hey, we're going to play this, you know, at an extremely high pace with our hair on fire, everyone rallying to the football. He talks specifically about playing for the person next to you. And this isn't just going out and executing a call. This is, hey, I got the person next to me. I got their back. I want to play for them. I want to play for them. And really having this sort of cohesive team atmosphere. He mentioned on numerous occasions that he loves press man. He loves pressing wide receivers, but he also said, he's like, we have to be smart about it. There's a fine line. And he talked about this with being, you know, blitz happy as well. He he had this great line of like, Hey, and this was his direct quote, quote, when you have a chance to get after the quarterback, you have to. And he talked about being exotic in his blitzes and wanting to get after the quarterback. But and he made specific mention of like, Hey, we cannot just let teams, you pick us apart. We can't sit back on defense and let teams pick us apart. Which was not a shot at Joe Barry, but it definitely felt like like all right, well, that's exactly what the last um, you know coordinator in regime did. Is they they sat back and they let opposing offenses pick them apart. He's not going to let them do that. But again, his understanding here is, and he said very specifically, there's a fine line with this stuff. And he knows if, hey, if we just come after and blitz everybody, well, they're just going to have blitz beaters dialed up over and over and over and over again. And if we just play press man, he didn't say this specifically, but if you just play press man the entire time, well, they're just going to have man beaters lined up the entire time. So that's why being multiple and being flexible and being, you know, having different play calls and different philosophies that you can go to, which is one of the strengths of Jeff Hafley's background is the fact that he comes from the Robert Sala defense, from a Mike Patton defense, from a Rex Ryan defense. Like He's got all of these influences within his DNA, and I think all of them are going to very much serve him well as he sort of cooks up these different styles of defense dependent upon what type of offenses he is going against. And here were here were sort of Matt's comments as I sort of go over some of what Matt said in his earlier press conference as well. Matt was specifically asked what he wanted from defense. And he said, fast and physical and attacking the ball. That's what he wanted. And he said, He we will quote, we will be a little bit more vision based on the back end. That's a great opportunity to go out there and generate takeaways. And the big takeaway from Matt, and you got this from Jeff as well, is an attacking brand of defense. You could tell it was tangible how Matt was no longer ready to sit back and let the other team dictate terms to him. Matt wants this defense being the one that's dictating terms, playing fast and playing aggressive attacking football. If there was one thing that I got from the Matt LaFleur portion of the presser, it was that he wants to attack defensively. I'll say it one more time. If you were somebody that was hoping that this was going to be a complete 180 from the Joe Barry era, congratulations, you got it. And I, I will say this as well, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, and Matt pointed it out perfectly. Every defense has a fault. Every offense, if if done well, can beat and, and poke holes in the opposing defense across from it but that's why the mentality matters. And that's what we talked about so many times with this Joe Barry Ben, but don't break. The philosophy in and of itself isn't a horrible philosophy. You can understand in a vacuum why you would want to play that style of football. It was very popular. It still was even this past year. Hasn't worked great. And I think specifically this past year, but you can tell, like you can, again, you can understand the philosophy behind it. But at some point, and I've used this terminology in the past too, you have to decide, are you going to be the hammer or are you going to be the nail? And when you constantly play a passive brand of football and you're just gonna back up and let them dink and dunk and paper cut you to death, you are the nail. And the other team is the hammer and they're dictating terms and they're moving up and down the field and it is going to cost you it is going to cost you from a philosophical approach meaning players are probably not going to buy into that scheme i think it breaks you down over the course of a game i think it breaks you down over the course of the season to just see completion after completion after completion and teams picking up big you know run you know yardage in the run game and it, i just think it messes with you and being like we we can't stop these guys and we're sort of being handcuffed hands behind our back with what we can actually do to try to stop them. We're more hoping that they screw up more than that we actually stop them. And I think that messes with you philosophically and you become, or like just mentally, and you become the nail. And I think what Matt LaFleur really wants is he wants this team. And you got it from Jeff Halfley as well. They want to be the hammer. They want to be the attacker. They want to be the aggressor. They're going to bring the fight to you. And man, oh man, can I not say enough about how excited I am for that? And I've joked with Aaron Nagler, I've joked with Peter Bukowski, I'm so ready to get beat over the top again. I'm ready for the opposite team to get explosive plays because I know there are going to be good things that come along with that. Yeah, it can be frustrating if you give up a big play and it can be demoralizing in a different way, which is why there's no perfect philosophical approach to all of this here. But being that attacking mentality, that aggressive mentality in the right spaces is exactly what you want. And I thought Jeff Haffley did a great job of talking about this as well. And this is where he kind of said there's a fine line, but he knows like, hey, in certain downs and distances, it's going to be, hey, we're going to come after the quarterback time. And in certain downs and distances, it's going to be like, hey, we need to play a little bit more passive in this situation. And that's where you have to have that give and take, but there has to be the give and the take. There has to be the understanding of when to do it and when not to do it. And it just felt like Joe Barry was on one setting and he didn't ever really get outside of that setting all too much. And I think the fact that there is just more variance in what Jeff Halfley is going to bring to the table, I think is just going to make Green Bay's defense that much more complex to actually have to play against. He also talked about what he specifically wants in a center field safety. And he did joke, you know, basically saying like, oh, I'm basically building you the perfect safety. But he said, yeah, I want a guy who can erase things with high ball production, being able to go and get the ball, intercept the ball capable of playing man coverage, finishing tackles, rallying to the football. I think the big thing that you need to take away from this is it's very clear Green Bay does not have that guy in the roster. Even if they bring all of their safeties back, Jonathan Owens, not that. Rudy Ford, not that. Darnell Savage, not that. Anthony Johnson Jr. is not that. None of these guys are what he defined as what he wants in that center field safety. And we sort of know that. We knew that going into it. We know that they need to address the safety position. But I do think it's important to reiterate here in the two safety, two high safety defense of the Joe Barry era, you can get by with maybe lesser safeties. If he's legitimately going to play a lot of post safety, as uh, he called it in his press conference or single high safety, you better have somebody who's going to be able to step up to the plate and play that well. Zach Cruz tweeted out, hey, that sounds a lot like Xavier McKinney. Yeah, it does. I don't know if there there have been some rumblings that McKinney's going to get the transition tag. We'll see. That would probably just take him off the market for Green Bay, but whoever it is, draft pick, free agent, trade, a released player that they go and sign, it is very clear that they have a definition for what they need at that safety position. And I know we talked about like, well, you can't just define what you want in a position and things like that, but you, if you are going to play single high safety, that dude is out on an island a ton and you need them to have some specific skill sets and you just don't have that in Green Bay right now. And I'm not saying they couldn't put somebody out there and like change their philosophy a little bit or maybe change things up, but if they really want to do this defense the way that it's supposed to be done, they're probably going to have to go shopping at safety and they probably need a pretty significant upgrade from anything that they had in this roster from last season. Another key takeaway from this is he talked about and, and Matt did as well, like the high energy coaches that they are bringing in. This is I guess specifically Jeff talked about this, but Anthony Campanile, uh was a, a big part of this. But really, all the guys that they brought in, um, he talked about how energetic they are. But he clarified too. Hey, it's not just yelling. Yelling doesn't, he's not like, he's like, we're not going to be just authoritarian and yelling at people. It's building those relationships and it's just bringing that passion and that energy every single day. And you can tell Halfley's got that and he's bringing in a bunch of guys that are going to add that to the table as well. I think high energy, right along with attacking and, you um, you know, just aggressive. I think high energy, both for his coaches, how the staff wants to go about coaching the players, but also from the players as well. You can tell they want a different brand of football from this Packers defense moving forward. Uh, Matt did say that he believes the transition is going to be easy going from this 3-4 to a 4-3. It was confirmed that this is more of a 4-3 defense. He, and it makes sense, right? And we've talked about this all offseason. The The transition here isn't huge. At the end of the day, you're gonna have two edge rushers, which is what Green Bay had last year and they'll have this year. Hand in the dirt, hand not in the dirt. It's not a huge difference. A lot of ninety-nine percent of the time, maybe a little less than that, they're they're playing with two interior defensive linemen. They're gonna play with two interior defensive linemen almost exclusively with Jeff Hafley. Last year, they played with two off-ball linebackers predominantly. They're going to predominantly be in two off-ball linebackers this year. Slot corner, two outside you know, uh, corners. Uh, and then I think the big difference here is, again, that safety position where instead of two high safety, you're going to get more safety in the box, single high safety. I think that's going to be the big philosophical change or scheme change or personnel change even. But um, overall, Matt truly believed that this will be an easy transition. And that was something that was really important to him didn't necessarily want to just bring in a new coordinator that was going to do something new that he didn't feel his players could transition to, but he really felt that his players were going to be able to transition easily to this defense. And I tend to agree with Matt on that. Matt mentioned that he interviewed a ton of coaches. He did say that he let the process play out rather than like, all right, we need this specific philosophy. So let's find somebody who runs that specific philosophy or scheme. So this wasn't necessarily a scheme driven hire. This was let's find the best coach and then we'll figure out the scheme and, and, um, you know, personnel groupings and things like that afterwards. But it does sort of feel like what he was looking for from this, from a scheme standpoint, he also got, but it, it does feel like he wanted the most, like the best coach, most importantly. And that's why he said he went out and hired Jeff Hatley, Halfley. He did say that Goody was involved in that process as well. Um, and again, now it's just going to be, time will tell, did they get the right guy? But again, first impressions were super impressive. They uh, Matt also talked about Sean Mannion. And bringing him to Green Bay. So Matt found out that he, Sean Manning, was interviewing with the Bears uh, for a, a position there. And, and he was, he hopped on a Zoom call with them during the NFC Championship game. Matt joked he didn't really want to watch the NFC Championship game, but said he had a, a great conversation with him on Zoom and said, Hey, as soon as your interview is done in Chicago, come up to Green Bay. And he's like, he was shocked that he actually got out of Chicago. Sean Mannion came up and it sounds like Chicago made an aggressive bid to try to get Sean Mannion, but Matt said, apparently they had a little bit more to offer. So that's one more win for the Packers, one more loss for the Bears. The Packers win the Sean Marion sweepstakes to get him. He is a uh, offensive assistant and will be predominantly in the quarterback room as expected. Overall, super, super impressed with the press conference from Jeff Hafley. Heard everything that I wanted to hear. Love the attacking, uh, you know, Aspect of it, love the energy and the, that he thinks that the coaches are going to bring. There's going to be an, a, diff, a different aggressive style of play, which I love. Love the flexibility. Love the you know fact that he wants to understand his players and really teach his players. But I'll say it one more time. My big takeaways were the fact that he wants to play the brand of defense based upon what his guys can do, put them in the position to succeed, and based on what his opponent is going to do and how he can best take away what the opponent wants to do. Loved everything about it. I loved everything about it. I'll say it one more time. Jeff Halfley won nothing today. How his tenure goes as defensive coordinator will have nothing to do with how he answered the questions. But there are certain things and benchmarks and quotes that I was hoping to hear from him. And I got pretty much every single one of those. I went through and you guys have heard me talk about all the things that I was looking for in a defensive coordinator. I can see why Matt wanted to hire Jeff because all the things that I would have been looking for, not that I'm smarter or better than anyone that was in that hiring process, but all the things that I was wanting and looking for is exactly what he was able to answer, in my opinion, in his press conference today. So personally, could not be more excited, but we will have to find out how this defense actually looks in person, how they actually do on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully Green Bay finally has found their defensive coordinator that can take them to the promised land. That is going to do it for me today. Shout out to our Hall of Fame and all pro members uh, PJ Wynn, John Wilde, Shea Dad, Brandon Paletta, Jennifer Wright, Boom Handle, Donald Lee, Lori Lord, Baby QB, David McCluskey, and Donald Decker. I will see you guys right back here tomorrow, but until next time, and as always, go go.